fathers and foremost to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. <laughs> Salvation, Allah, unity, the Morris Science Temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Morris Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Morris Science Temple. He lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act 2, all meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act three, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the more science temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister, because Allah is love. <clears throat> Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. <clears throat> Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779, it lasted until 1865, during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim <clears throat> their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the, are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the more science temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the more science temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Drew Ali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Drew Ali, founder of Moorish American Prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah, the protector my God, and my salvation by night and by day through his holy prophet, Juali. Amen. The more Science Temple of America, Home Office of Noble Juali, Home Office of Chicago, Illinois, USA, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday. Peace and love. All right, Islam and gratitude, brother. Uh, brother Cole Bay, would you please read the writs of our prophet? Islam, Grand Sheik. 
Arise, give perfect praise to our great God, Allah. Arise, give honors to our prophet, noble Jew Ali. Arise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey. Arise, give honors to all ills and bays, all models on the call and on the planet. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this instruction from your prophet, noble Jew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now. But the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I, noble Jew Ali. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and it cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, noble Jew Ali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or a group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace. Noble Juali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now, since they found out from the government officials and the nation of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiacs must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moorish movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy,
because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being here. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Juali, Islam, Islam, Islamism. All right, Islam, gratitude, brother. Gratitude. Uh, Sister Lachey L., would you please read the additional laws? Islam, I give all praise to the great Father God Allah, honest to the Prophet Nobuju Ali, honest to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by Prophet Nobuju Ali. Act 1. Grand Chiefs and Governors and Heads of All Temple of Business. Each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Jali before acting upon by any members. Let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the Prophet or the Grand Sheet. Act 2. All members are to attend their adept meetings and their public meeting promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid, and if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more shoplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I would have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four. All members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five. All members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And if the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders yeah. of the nation. Act six with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juali the prophet to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabit the Northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meeting and become a part 
and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Morris Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Morris Science Temple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your children and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Morsh Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noah Jawali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Islamism, peace and love. Right, Islam and gratitude, sister. Um, before we read the divine warning, I just want to ask uh, Tyler. It just says Tyler in the chat. Would you please, in the chat, just type your name, your email, phone number, and your location in the chat. Name, email, phone number, location. Also, somebody, it just says iPhone, guest need you and also the person says iphone 11 pro max please in the chat just type your name phone number email and your location if this is your first time on zoom you need to tap the screen to get the chat to come up but please uh for you three we we take uh attendance at all of our meetings so need you three to type your name your location email and phone number in the chat thanks by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude the slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to resent, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I the prophet and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man, it is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. 
the wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens to stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion for the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days are strengthened upon the earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South End unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people. And this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers 
and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin, which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet. Yo. All right, Islam Moore's uh, brother, uh, brother Tyler, where, where did you hear about us from? Islam, are you able to speak? If, if you have to unmute your mic. I got 21 to go, all right, Islam. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to ask a question either uh, to both of you, uh, Brother Tyler and uh, Sean. Where'd you hear about us from? Next on Fox. Of course, that just as soon as we leave the receiving touchdowns. Islam? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if his mic is working or not, but I'm, okay. You invited him. I'm Tyler's uh, my brother. Yes, sir. Oh, you invited both brothers. Okay, Islam. Islam, Grand Sheik. I know brother Sean. Uh, I met him at work a few days ago. I didn't invite. I don't. Okay, Islam. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, perfect. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and um, move into our Quran questionnaire. Uh, for everybody that's new to this, um, what we do on every Sunday, we go over our Quran questionnaire, and then we open the floor up to questions. So if you have any questions, um, please ask them after. We're just going to go over about 11 questions. Please hold it to the end. Don't feel shy. We don't, you know, we're not scared of questions. We're not, you know, we don't shy away from answering questions. So feel free to ask anything you have. Nobody's expecting anyone to already know all of this stuff. Okay. And uh, when I say all of this stuff, I'm saying... There's there's a lot like the, the the wool has been pulled over our eyes. There's a lot that we go over, and so um, sometimes just have to remind ourselves that it's a lot of information to take on. 
All right, so don't don't feel shy about any questions you might have. All right. And so, yeah, uh, I see the question. One question, though, just saying, how can you get more involved? Um, basically, join the temple. This is the Morris Science Temple of America. Join, reclaim your nationality, and start working with us to empower ourselves. We're working together as a collective, locally, and then also nationally. And we'll touch on that a little bit today. Okay, so um, we're on questions 11 through 21. Yeah. Okay. So uh, starting with question 11. All right, it says, where was Noble Drew Ali born? In the state of North Carolina, 1886. We will come back to this and its importance, why that's even in there. Why does that even matter? What is his nationality? Moorish American. All of this has significance, so stick with us. We'll go over this. What is your nationality? Moorish American. Why are we Moorish Americans? Because we are descendants of Moroccans and born in America. When we say descendants of Moroccans, we're saying in the non-restrictive sense. We're not talking about the present day nation state of Morocco. All right, because when you look at history, the Moroccan empire was expansive. And you had several people, even people who had different names for themselves who were part of the Moroccan empire. But that's, um, that's something that we can go more in depth on. For what purpose was the Moorish Science Temple of America founded? And you see that on the cover of the Quran questionnaire for the purpose of uplifting fallen humanity. We spoke about this last Sunday, right? The prophet is depicting himself on the cover. Remember, we know that signs and symbols speak to the conscious mind. So even if you don't understand what something's saying, the symbol goes directly to your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind Islam? Okay, I thought I was muted. Islam, Brother Jackson Bay. Islam, I, I pressed that by accident, Islam. Okay, Islam. So the signs and symbols speak to your subconscious mind. They go directly to the, I guess you could say, the greater part of your mind. Okay, so if you look at an iceberg, See if I can get a picture of an iceberg up here. If you look at an iceberg, the part that we see floating above the water, it may be huge. It may be the size of a mountain. It may be humongous, right? But that's just the what they call, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And they say that for a reason, because if if that part that you see is big, underneath the water, it's like an entire continent. It's so big. The, the rest of the iceberg, the real iceberg, right? So what we see, that's just the tip of it. And that's how our minds are too. The conscious mind, which is mostly what we rely on 
all throughout the day to go throughout the day and to survive and to do the things we want to do. That's the conscious mind, what you perceive and understand. But the subconscious mind is is huge, is far greater um, that we don't even fully understand the limitations that it has, if it even has limitations. We don't even understand. Okay, the subconscious mind isn't even limited to the body. And the subconscious mind retains all the information. Everything that you experience in life, it doesn't forget any of that. It's, it's, it's impressed with all of these things and um, the capabilities that it has are far greater than we understand. Okay? And so um, that's actually the part of your mind that receives these signs and symbols. It receives it. So whether you understand it or not, it's going straight to that part, the unconscious part. Okay? Go straight to that, that part of your mind. Okay? And so just going back to that, the purpose of the Morris Science Temple of America is to uplift fallen humanity. And then we have the symbol on the cover where the prophet is lifting the woman. The woman looks unconscious. And it says humanity on her dress. She's drowning in the cares of the world. She's lifting her out of the cares of the world and onto the solid rock of salvation. All right. And so this is given to us to let us know what's really going on, right? When you're unconscious, when you don't know who truly who you are, your divine, your connection to divinity and how to interact that, how to activate that, you're drowning in the cares of the world. Right? We're out here vulnerable. Literally. Okay, so the prophet brought the solution. And it still works. We just have to do it. Okay, so let's let's go back in here. So um, it's what it's saying. The purpose is for the uplifting of fallen humanity. But next it says, how did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans? By teaching them to be themselves. Okay, so that sounds simple, right? He began to uplift us by teaching us to be ourselves. He returned the flag to us. Our flag just happens to be in the tapestry of the ceiling of the Grand Lodge in England, the oldest Masonic Lodge. Right? But that's just a coincidence. Don't worry about all that. Don't don't worry about all that. Don't look up there, Negro. Don't even look at that. Right, you're not Moroccan, you're not a descendant of the ancient Moroccans. This is this had nothing to do with you. Don't even look at that. And this is why they don't speak about the prophet. They don't teach about the prophet. Only the only people that will teach about it are the Moors. The only ones who will do anything about it are the Moors. A lot of our own people are sellouts. You know, they they're not even gonna speak on this. Okay, but don't don't worry about that. But this is it. By teaching us to be ourselves, teaching them to be themselves is how he uplifted us. And just by being who we are, who we truly are, that flips the whole world. Everything that's against right, against good, it flips it all on its head. People have entire structures and things built off of us not knowing who we are. And then, like I said, you look up at the ceiling and you see your flag and everything up there and they'll tell you oh no that has nothing to do with you okay 
if you believe that, you're going to be drowning in the cares of the world. So let's go back in here. Uh, what is our religion? Islamism. Is that a new or is that the old time religion? Right? Is he trying to bring some new age stuff? It's, it's the old time religion. This is ancient. This is us returning back to the ways of our ancestors. And then like the flag, I just had the flag up there, but they'll tell you that wasn't a flag. It's just a coincidence that it looks like our flag. Okay. But uh, question 17, 18 says, oh no, excuse me, 19 says, what kind of flag is the Moorish? It is a red flag with a five-pointed green star in the center. What do the five points represent? Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Okay, and then question 21, how old is our flag? It is over 10,000 years old. Some say there was an older version of the Quran questionnaire that said it's over 50,000 years old. But it, you know, officially what we have, it says it is over 10,000 years old. Okay, so it's ancient. And it's predating, um, predating any European societies, regardless of whether you say 10 or 50,000. But that's for a reason. This also why our flag is being paid honors to in secret societies. Nobody's supposed to know that, though. Okay, now let's uh, let's speak on this a little bit more. Okay, so um, we're we're at question eleven, right? It says, uh, "Where was Noble Drew Ali born?" This is very important. Where was he born? In the state of North Carolina, 1886. By now, all of us, all, all faithful members, we should know this by heart, right? Where was Noble Drew Ali born? In the state of North Carolina, 1886. And then 12, what is his nationality? Moorish American. What is your nationality? Moorish American. These are important. But just remember, he was born in the state of North Carolina, 1886. That's important. Because a precedent has been set as far as prophethood, okay? First, we're going to go to the Bible, and then we're going to go to the Quran as revealed to the prophet Muhammad. But there's a precedent set for prophethood, and it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's straightforward across the board, meaning it's, it's the same. It doesn't change, Okay? And so when you go into Deuteronomy um, chapter 18, verse 15, it says, For thy, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of, thee, of thy brethren. Okay? So God is setting the precedent. He will raise up a prophet from amongst you, the midst of thee, of thy brethren, of your bloodline, okay? In the King James Bible, it says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, 
and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Okay? So the prophet comes from amongst the people. Thy brethren, their bloodline, like unto thee. He understands you. He's like you. He's gone through the things that you've gone through. He understands. So he's, he's from amongst your people, speaking your language of your bloodline, and like unto thee, understands you. Right? So the prophet's born in North Carolina in 1886, Jim Crow time. He understands, he understands lynchings and all of this stuff. Right? Because how else? Could he truly be a prophet to lift us out of the cares of the world? If he ain't witnessing, and maybe even witnessing some horrors that, that, you know, that's even worse than what we're experiencing now, right? Because, like, you know, the lynchings, these things, it's, it's terrifying. This is terrorism, okay? Literally, towns full of our people being attacked, you know, houses being burned down or taken from them, people being killed. So he witnessed that stuff, man. Jim Crow times, like he, he witnessed it. He's from amongst us. He's our brother. That's, that's set. <laughs> Excuse the, uh, the dogs. Okay. But that's not it. We're also going to look in the Quran briefly. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, yeah, like like I was saying, we're also going to look in the Quran, and that's that's just you know looking at it from one perspective. But no, this is the precedent that is set across the board, across the board, right? This doesn't just happen once. Okay, um, Excuse me, Morris. All right. So when we go into the Quran at 14.4, it says we sit not a messenger except to teach in the language of his own people in order to make things clear to them. The messengers of Rasul, that's the prophet. We sent not a messenger except to teach in the language of his own people in order to make things clear to them. Now Allah leaves train those whom he pleases and guides whom he pleases, and he is exalted and powerful of wisdom. That's in 14.4. In 1636, for we assuredly sent amongst every people a messenger with the command, serve Allah and eschew evil. Of the people were some whom Allah guided and some on whom error became inevitably established. So travel through the earth and see what was the end of those who deny the truth. But once again, just um, wanted to reiterate that 1636, for we assuredly sent amongst every people a messenger. Assuredly sent amongst every people a messenger. Okay. Um, also in 1047, it says, and for every Ummah, Ummah is a, a nation a community, a nation. And for every Ummah, there is a messenger. When their message comes, the matter will be judged with them, between them with justice, and they will not be wrong. 1684. Remember, O messenger, the day uh, when Allah will raise up from every nation their messenger 
who was sent to them to give testimony of the faith of those who believe and the rejection of those who disbelieve. Okay. And so it's okay if everybody's not on board. It's, it's, it is what it is. Some of our own people are enemies. Some of our own people knew about the prophet and knew this made sense and they still didn't teach us. They didn't care. 1684. Okay, that's 1684. Also, in um, Surah 3, uh, verse 164, Allah verily has done a great favor to the believers. He has sent a messenger from amongst them who conveys and implements the revelations of Allah. He shows them the way to, to grow in humanity and teaches them the book and wisdom therein before the messenger came to them. They were in flagrant error. This is exactly what the prophet Noble Drew Ali is doing for us. All right. But it's once again, just letting it be known. He sent them a messenger from amongst them. That is the criteria, Morse. That is the criteria. How many, how many sewers is that? One, two, three, four, five, I think six. Okay. But there's more. There's more. But that's all we're going to read. Okay. So this is the criteria. And that's why the prophet is saying this in there. Nobody can come to us and say, oh, no, you guys don't get a prophet. No. That is the criteria across the board. It's sent to every people from amongst them. And, and, and bringing them what? So that's why it's saying it. his nationality is Moorish American and our nationality is Moorish American. We, we weren't even, I wouldn't say that we weren't thinking on that level, but so many of us had been led astray. You know, there was a song called Every... Every race or every nation has a flag except the coon. All right. Speaking about us. And it became a hit record. And they were lampooning us. They were making fun of us. They were gloating, publicly gloating, making fun of us. Okay. And um, that song motivated the brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey to start to unite us. They got him moving harder with nationality. That's why he's the forerunner to the prophet. He united us. He had over a million members in the early 1900s. He had a standing army. They had businesses. They were self-sustainable, meaning they could take care of themselves. If other people say, we're going to cut your food off, they're okay. Had their own grocery stores, everything they need. And this is the energy that Marcus Mosiah um, Garvey came in with, and then this is what the prophet came in with to complete the mission. Okay? And then he established um, why we are Moorish Americans. And the next question, it says, why, why are we Moorish Americans? Because we are descendants of Moroccans and born in America. And then that, you know, that would be confusing to people. Because they'll say, well, you're not all from Morocco. Yeah, well, Morocco may not be exactly what you think it is. Because if you go back even just 200 years, it was more than just the nation state that it is right now. Right? It expanded all the way from, I guess you could say, east of Egypt 
all the way out to the northwest coast of Africa, which I guess would be easier if I had a, a map up here. Hang on. We're not going to take too long, but we're going to make this make sense. Okay, here we go. Okay, so yeah, um, looking at the map. Um, you know, and then also keep it in mind, you know, all these boundaries and stuff, this, these boundaries, they're, they're fake. That's, that's not real. This is made up recently. Okay, but just looking at the map. Okay, and... Let me see if I can. Okay, good, good. All right, so this is present-day Morocco. Just this this orange area right here that says Morocco. Okay, but that's not it. The Moorish Empire. When you look all the way over here, where it says Libya in yellow, right with Tripoli and all this, all of these were Moorish empires. So Tripoli, Libya, Tunisia, Tunis, Algiers, definitely. Right up here it says Atlas Mountains. All of this, even going out here to where it says Western Sahara and Mauritania, because the Atlas Mountains um, extend all the way out here. Okay. And then even into West Africa, which is where they'll say that we were all brought, all our ancestors were brought from West Africa. Well, guess what? All of this stuff, Nigeria, Ghana, all of this, uh, Senegal, Mali, everything you're seeing here, all of these were part of the Moroccan empire. It expanded throughout North and Western Africa. And then even into other portions of the world, like for 800 years, the stronghold was in Spain. Okay. For 800 years. And so much of Europe was impacted or affected by the Moors. And then in many cases was absolved into the Moorish empire. Then you even had um, the Moors that went into um, the Philippines, which is called the Philippines now. But you even have um, modern day people there in the Philippines who are striking out against that name, saying that, no, we're, we're Moros. Like, we don't want to be named after King Philip from Spain. Okay? And so that was going out into Southeast Asia. Okay? But then we have some divine wisdom that was returned to us by our prophet that let us know that the empire expanded even over here across the Atlantic Ocean because we've been over here since before there was an Atlantic Ocean. So we know from our perspective, hey, Morocco, hey, it included North, South, and Central America. And that's why they're not going to talk about the prophet. Okay? Um, let's go back. Okay. And so when it's saying for what purpose was the Moore Science Temple of America founded for the uplifting of fallen humanity. So 
um, in many ways without us even realizing it. We, we descend from the creators of civilization. We're leaders by nature, all right? And if our people have been corrupted or if we've corrupted ourselves, it doesn't matter how we got to this point. If we're not living up to our um, potential, it's stunning growth for the entire planet. Okay? And we can't help anyone if we're down on the ground. So we have to pick ourselves up and just by being ourselves and being the best version of ourselves that we can be, that inspires others to do it, right? So and instead of inspiring people to be gangbangers in, in Ghana, like they making drill music, drill rap, in, in Nigeria, talking about, and they literally saying the N-word, talking about killing N-words. Like, what the, what are you doing? So instead of inspiring that type of degenerate behavior, we will inspire others to be their best version of themselves. We have to pick ourselves up first. And then the prophet did this just by, by teaching us to be ourselves, independent, upright and fearless okay um the prophet didn't just start a church he did start a religious society an islamic society he didn't just file some paperwork or get online and say some things that sounded good or do some lectures or something like that no he started a religious society he started a theocracy right? A government run by religious leaders. And then, as it said, um, Islamism is the old time religion. Well, theocracy is an old form of government because our governments always were linked to divinity. When you go to Egypt, the Pharaoh, the Paheru, is an incarnation of God on earth, meaning he's in alignment with his higher self. He's receiving divine inspiration. And he's the the Pharaoh may or may not even really be making decisions because he's surrounded by what? The priesthood. Who, not coincidentally, would have been referred to as Moors. The hieroglyphics that they have for the priesthood was basically the symbol for Moor. It was MR. Okay, so the this is the way our governments always were. And in, in Egypt, they had a theocratic monarchy. Okay? A theocracy. That's what we have. A constitutional theocratic monarchy. All right? And in theocracy, the government claims to be directed by God, divinely blessed. We have divine instructions. We have divine law. There's no separation of church and state. Okay? And so... The prophet returned this to us. This is powerful. So this is how it's uplifted. And then in the temple, you know, also moving as a unit, still writing with the energy of Marcus Garvey, right? It says, this is, um, I believe, an old article from the Moorish God. It says, it is the policy of every temple to have a community store. Every temple is supposed to have a store and a laundry you know, whatever it is that we needed, like back in the day, I mean, you have more people going to the laundromat and stuff. So yeah, dry cleaners, all that. So laundry and operated by qualified members of the temple. 
in all of the cities will be found a store or a laundry. And in some cities are two and three stores and markets. There's also attached to the activities of the temple that has to do with the question of employment for the members. Thrift is one of the prophet's main points. And when he speaks on such matters, the members hear and obey. So here is the theocratic monarchy and each temple is a community and they have stores you have supposed to have markets grocery stores we're supposed to be getting into distribution warehouse having all warehouses having all of the things that we need right like we use the internet now so we're supposed to have our own servers right people using social media we're supposed to have our own social media you can't even share certain things on facebook if you don't agree with whatever agenda is being pushed they'll block you so we're supposed to have our own, right? Because this is a part of our religion. Nobody can come against that. Another um, article from the uh, Moors guy says, Supreme Business Manager, thanks fellow members, Islam, fellow Moors, I'm taking this opportunity to thank those who have answered our advertisement relative to the Moors having their own town. Aldermen, police, judges, ETC, the prophet is looking to establish this town in connection with a large farm during the year of 1929. This was not a game. It wasn't just talk. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to talk about it and never do it. It was in the works. It was real. So it wasn't more pretending that the police don't have jurisdiction over them and then getting locked up anyway. Pretending like, no. It's like, no, not playing pretend we're grownups. We have our own police, for real, our own judges, right? Our own town and our own food, growing our own food. We can't play pretend. Somebody will call your bluff if you want to play pretend out here. So um, it was it was done for real, okay? And, um, you know, for people to want to know how you proclaim your nationality, that's why you're to join the Moore Science Temple of America and then work with the temple on whatever we need to do. Like you saw the call, the prophet's like, look, this is what we need. Every temple is to have these grocery stores, these, you know, markets. And it's, this is what we're all to participate in making happen because we're able to do it if we work together. And so this is why it's important. He already did this for us and gave us the precedent. So there's no need to go out trying to wing it like, oh, I'm going to file this and file that and hope it works for me doing this by myself. No, we come together as a collective. We get it done. He already announced to the world who we were, right? He didn't just go out and say, oh, we're Morris American. No, they're setting up businesses so that they can be sustainable, self-sustainable, um, which is what all other people are supposed to have. So that, okay, if they're like, okay, y'all want to go out on your own, well, fine. Okay, well, guess what? If they call our bluff, it wouldn't be a bluff. He declared our independence. And he did it in a way where it's protected. This is a part of our religion. And this is why the Moors, they were able to take care of all their needs. This one's saying, giving Christmas toys to poor Asiatic children in a Moor science temple. This is when the prophet was here. December 1928. Why are they doing this? We don't celebrate Christmas because a lot of our people do. And, and we're providing it. 
So they're seeing the Moors doing this, doing something that's this nice, giving toys to the children. Like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Right? And it's like everything that we do and then we need to be able to take care of it. And so he's doing that. They're taking care of the business needs. And then, okay, we have schools now too for our children. Why? Because they're not playing pretend. So we have to take care of all of our needs for real. There's no magic bullet where it just, you know, you could just pretend your way out of it. So it's doing that. And then announcing to the world now, because that's not the first thing that he did, right? When you had the actual parade at the first annual convention, that was 1928. That was one of the last things he did. So three years in the making of getting our business acumen up, actually getting businesses, having finances coming in. So the temple, you know, is generating finances at the local level. And then nationally, we have a national treasury now because we're all kicking in a little bit to the national level too. So it's like, look, this is how you declare your independence, right? Taking care of our our social needs, right? Picking ourselves up, trying to be a better version of ourselves spiritually, right? And then how we deal with each other and then taking care of our economic needs so that we really can take care of ourselves. So the government ain't gonna give us no aid we can aid each other without them. And then he did what? Last, 1928, declared our independence. The first convention, they had a parade, they had camels, they had all types of things too, and it drew a lot of attention. Why? Because we want to let everyone know who we are. We're Morse. We have to declare our independence because so much work was done. So many laws have been written, black codes, Negro acts defining us as an enslaved African property. This is why in the Dred Scott case, he was talked of as property by the Supreme Court. He does not have any rights that any white man is bound to respect. He's property. He's a Negro. And so something had to be done. He declared our independence to the world. And it wasn't just a show, a bunch of people acting like Moors and dressing like this. No, they had stores. They had the finances to back it up. To say, okay, well, we can take care of ourselves. We're independent. So they did it not just for this government, for the U.S., but also for the world. And so that's why you can't sidestep this. It might be difficult because we got to work with our own people. And some of our people, even though they claim they're more, they still have a Negro mentality. It might not always be easy, but this is why we can't sidestep the temple. The prophet set up a theocratic constitutional monarchy, a real government for us, declared our independence. This is what needed to be done. This is why Asiatic people can't get reparations. They never declared their independence. They're still property with no human rights that anyone's bound to respect. And the only reason anyone goes to jail for killing one of us, like when, you know, these shootings happen, (coughs) it's because it got enough uh, attention that it makes the the country look bad. You know, okay, somebody got to go now for this. That's where the civil rights movement was. You know, they they use the media to show to the world the hypocrisy, and they're like, okay, we got to do something. Well, they... 
they're not protected under the constitution. They don't have human rights. So they got civil rights. They created something for us. They even created a, a voting rights act that they have to renew every, every uh, couple of years. Because <laughs> we don't even have a right to vote like everyone else. But they're not going to talk about that. They're going to act like that's not the truth because they can't reveal that. We have to. Okay? People have sworn on their life never to reveal this. We have one from amongst us who's divinely prepared. He didn't just tell us about it. He actually set up a nation for us, showed us the way. Now all we have to do is follow the footsteps and follow suit and not try to look for shortcuts and ways around it and, and ways to, um, excuse, my, excuse my words, nigger rig, rigging, right? Excuse me. You know, I hope I don't offend anyone. We can't try. We can't do it like that. We have to do it for real. There's no way around it. No way around it. Okay? And he already did the work, already declared our independence. Now all we have to do is come together. And it's it's not a joke. This has been in the works for 500 years. Okay, you look at the um, dumb verses. This is from Pope Nicholas V, right? It granted the kings of Spain and Portugal the rights to reduce any Saracens. That's us. The Saracens is us. Any Saracens, Muslims, and pagans, and any other unbelievers to perpetual slavery. Okay. This has been in the works for a long time perpetual servitude and that's why when you see the actual laws that were passed here in this nation like the negro act it says negroes are enslaved africans that's it they created that it was an act anytime they encountered people that look like us they try to put that slave label on you negro okay negro evolved into colored that evolved into black, and here we are today. And so we're still in the same situation. So the prophet had to get us out of that. We can even look at the words of um, Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, "Dear, my dear, beloved brothers and sisters in the nation of Islam, or those of you who are black people, your identity is not your color. Your identity is not the landmass from which you come or originate. Your identity is the nature in which you are created. Since your nature is to obey the will of God, Allah, your nature is Islam. You are by nature a Muslim, and by any name other than that is not a proper name for you. You are a Muslim, accept your own, and be yourself. Okay? So it's not even smart to call us African-American, Black, Negro, none of these things. None of these things will work. So a prophet was raised from amongst us, speaking our own language, as it says in the Bible, as it says in the Quran. Our, amongst um, one of our own brethren, right, who knew, in, intimately knew our troubles, knew our struggle, knew what we were going through, and he was divinely prepared to get us, um, to bring us to salvation. Now all we have to do is follow the footsteps, Islam. So um, that's why it says in question 16, 
right? It's so simple. How did the prophet uplift the Moorish Americans? By teaching them to be themselves. Just in teaching us to be ourselves, returning to our religion. What is our religion? It's Islamism, right? This is one of the last steps that we had to do. And this is uh, the last thing I want to hit on. Just um, if we look in the Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America, right? It says in chapter 48, verse six, we as a clean and pure nation descended from the inhabitants of Africa do not desire to amalgamate or marry into the families of the pale-skinned nations of Europe, neither serve the gods of their religion because our forefathers are the true and divine founders of the first religious creed for the redemption and salvation of mankind on earth. And um, I'm saying this not to be offensive to anyone who's a Christian, right? Not offending, but telling the truth. All right, these are divine instructions from the Holy Prophet. All right, so for us, as the, our forefathers are the true and divine founders of the first religious creed, we can't go backwards. We can't go, we can't go into Christianity. That's, that's not for us. And that's why it says, <clears throat> verse 7 and 8, therefore we are returning the church and Christianity back to the European nations as it was prepared by their forefathers for their earthly salvation while we, the Moorish Americans, are returning to Islam, which was prepared by our forefathers for our earthly and divine salvation. And then in uh, verse 9, it says, the covenant of the great God Allah, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be longer upon the earthland, which the Lord thy God, Allah, hath given thee. This will now ring true and bring us back into our divine covenant. That's why it says, what is our religion? Islamism. Is that an old a new or an old time religion. It's the old time religion. We have to return to the old time religion. You want to see an example of what <clears throat> being in one of these newer religions would do for you? This um, woman is speaking. She's a, um, I guess you could say a black preacher um, in within the uh, Christian church. They will call her a prophetess, right? Prophetess Kimberly Daniels. Hang on. <laughs> She she said this. Some of you have seen this before, right? I thank God for slavery. Mm. I thank God for the crack house. If it wasn't for the crack house, come on, somebody. God wouldn't have never been able to use me how he can use me now. And if it wasn't for slavery, I might be somewhere in Africa worshiping a tree. Okay, and so I just wanted to share that really quickly because the diversion of Christianity that we have gotten was prepared not for our earthly and divine salvation. What we were given was given to us by the same people who created the the dumb diverses, right? To enslave us, to keep us enslaved, to keep us in a mentality that would not allow us to be as great as we can be. So we have to return to Islam. So that we can come into the covenant this discussed in chapter 48, verse 9, the covenant of the great God Allah. It says, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be longer upon the earthland, which the Lord thy God Allah hath given thee. Anything else is going to fail us. We can only get so far, right? And so it's the last step. We, we have to do this. This cleans us up spiritually, mentally, physically, right? And allows us to realize our true greatness. 
And, and then this is why we study. This is why we have to study every Friday, every holy day, just like all the other Muslims all over the world. Whether you say Muslim or Muslim, doesn't really matter at this point because we know that we, we have to work on ourselves, each and every one of us, to perfect ourselves, right? We're building the temple of perfected man, each and every one of us. So we do this every Friday, every Sunday to, to better ourselves and to better our own community as we build this as a collective, right? We, we want to be working with good men and women and in building our children up so that we can tr- truly realize our potential, Islam. And that's why, that's why I'm saying like, yeah, you really want to do something about this. Like brother asked in the chat, you got to come into the temple. You got to assist in the uplifting acts. All right. Because it's not some ghost that's going to pick us up and uplift us out the cares of the world. We're, we're doing this for ourselves by following these divine instructions. So we, we work together as a collective so that we can come into our divine covenant with our father, God, Allah, Islam. On that note, I yield the floor. If anyone has anything else that they would like to share, um, whether it's related to the questions or not, feel free to speak up, Islam. All right, Islam. Um, does anybody have any questions? Any questions at all? We love questions here. So don't don't feel shy if you have a question. Islam Grandshi. Um okay, cool. Oh, Islam, go ahead. You can go ahead, bro. Islam. Um, Islam, I was just Wondering if uh, or when or if it was uh, ever announced when the next, you know, actually coming together or anything such as. Islam, so um, the date's not set yet, but we will be um, meeting sometime in March. Uh, More than likely as it starts getting a little warmer, like closer to spring. So it might be towards the end of March. All right, Islam. But um, yeah, with your email, I I can add you to our email list. You know, to keep you in the loop. Oh yeah, I, I would definitely be here everywhere. Yeah, every Friday and Sunday for sure. So. Islam. I was just wondering just because. All right. Islam. Uh, Brother Jackson Bay, did you have uh, something that you wanted to say? Islam, I wanted to um, ask, is there a difference between Moorish science and Islamism? peace all right islam so yeah um right islam means peace right we're submitting to the will of allah um more science is more so a way of thinking our approach to the world um you see science in there so we're we're questioning things um 
also it's kind of like the antithesis to the slave mentality, right? Um, it's kind of a way of undoing or a new program for us, undoing the way that we've been programmed to think and see the world. So yeah, more science is more so a mentality. Um, a, you know, it's not a religion. <laughs> you know, it's it's more so a mentality, a way of looking at the world. But our religion is Islam or Islamism. Islam, great. Right. Gratitude. Um, does anyone else have anything they would like to say or any questions? Now's the time to speak up. Islam. Islam, sister. Um, I have a question about um, the Zanibar people of and how it relates to um, the Moorish people. Because I looked it up and I um, got quite a few different things. Um, one was about an island in the uh, Swahili East people and then um, Tanzania. And then I even got some information about the cushion, like the Bantu people mixed together and then one name they gave uh was like the maya sai sai it's m-a-a-s-a-i uh people so i would just like to know more information about it because um they look you know like the moorish people but i just want to know the connection because it was like assaults in there as well when i first saw it i i was thinking the ottoman and the Osman um, of the Moors. So I just want to know if you can help me with that. Islam, sister, I was um, just trying to say that I would have to do some more research on that, but just looking at the names on the map, you see Moro Goro, you see Dar es Salaam, um, as you said, there, there was a an um an assault in there at one point. I mean, we know that the Moorish Empire expanded through various parts of Africa. When I was saying um north and northwestern Africa, this is just giving a brief description of different parts of the Moorish Empire, but it expanded throughout. So not just Africa, but throughout Southeast Asia and other parts of the world, even in Europe. So, um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a more stronghold here. And definitely looking at the names, I mean, this looks like a major city, Dar es Salaam, that might be the capital. So, I mean, yeah, we definitely need to look this up, Islam.
Islam. Oh, one other thing too, like um, seeing that that island is in the Indian Ocean. We know that Moors um, throughout the Middle East and also even into India as well. So, you know, it is definitely not going to be a surprise to find out that you had a Moorish stronghold or a portion of the Moorish Empire in um, Zanzibar and pretty much anywhere else as well. Because, um, for, you know, for us, it may not be surprising, but we know when you come across the Atlantic Ocean into the Americas, we have the same thing over here as well. Um, when we lived overseas in Brazil, we used to actually live in a neighborhood that's called Garden of Allah in Portuguese, Jajimji Allah. And um, I mean, I'm not going to sit up and act like I know exactly where that name came from, but I know that the people in that region had, um, they had schools with the name Salam and Shalom. And um, these were like neighborhoods filled with our people. So they had like stores and schools and other buildings and things that had these names and they're in that region for a reason. And so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me anything, nothing nowadays, right? The, the kingdom was expansive. Islam? All right, I see uh, Islam. I see Sister Douglas L has a question. Islam, first and foremost, I like to rise and give praise to Allah. Honest to his prophet, Noble Jali. Honest to all of Allah's prophets. And honest to all you Muslims in attendance. And everything more. I wanted to um, kind of bring it back to the keys that we went over to kind of um, drive the purpose of keys 11 through 21 and it is all about nationality just if we go back to act six at the top of act six it says we are teaching our people their nationality and these keys that we went over today is definitely teaching our nationality the prophet wanted us to know that he was from north carolina an Asiatic man from North Carolina who went through the things that the people of America, especially the South, was going through. And it says, what was his nationality? And it says that he was a Moorish American. And then it asked, what is your nationality? So we are Moorish Americans. So this, these keys are definitely helping us to understand that we're Moorish Americans and and how we're Moorish Americans, Islam, and why we're Moorish Americans. So this is definitely deep. I wanted to just, you know, throw some homework out there and to tell everybody to go online and type in North Carolina 1886 just to see the type of things that was going on. Not only in North Carolina, but in the whole United States, just to see the mind state of the people. The Sheik hit a little bit on it earlier, but you know, it it would like he said, it was terrorism, it was devastating. And that's when Allah sends a prophet to the people, right? When 
things are getting real bad to uplift the spirits and to remind us who we are. And that's what these keys did for me this evening, Islam. I yield the floor. All right, Islam, gratitude. Um, does anyone else have anything they'd like to share? Actually, yes, I would like to know the difference or yeah, the meaning of you said Islam means peace. What does Muslim mean or stand for? Like, could you also, you also recall you speaking on how uh, Elijah Muhammad, and I've read this book about how Elijah Muhammad was basically saying that we are all Muslim, rather we knew it or not. And um, you know, uh, uh, um, Noah Ali was basically saying we are all Moors, rather we know it or not. So I'm trying to figure out what's what's going on there. Islam, that's a great question. Islam. So, um, a Muslim is one who submits to the will of Allah. Like that's the simplest definition. All right. And um basically a follower of Islam, but that's that's one who submits to the will of Allah. And um like Islam means peace. So if you if you put that together, right, this means that you are submitting to the ultimate will of Allah, which is peace, love, harmony. You know, harmony with everything you know the way that you live conduct yourself harmony with the universe and, and doing this to the best of your capability you know it's a way of life it's also why um you could say our religion is islamism because we're we're, we're putting this into action we're making this an everyday part of our life right islamism is also a term used to um politicize Islam, Islam, you know, to make it a way of life, the way we run our country, our nation, you know, it's, it's, it's all encompassing, right? There's no separation of church and state. You know, we're, we're not supposed to be out here selling drugs or, you know, selling stuff that goes against, you know, our, our higher nature, our higher purpose, and there's no separation, right? We're always working to be the best version of ourselves. Islam. Um, also, being a Muslim is tying us back to that old time religion, to the ancient people you know, our ancient forefathers. So that's that's what learning about our nationality does. It takes us from being Negro, Black, colored people, right? What they what they classified us as, the names that they gave us that, that was not ours. And, you know, the prophet said, give that back to them because that's not ours, right? They was just using that to control us and to own us. So when we give that back, right, then we find out that we're more Americans. And that is 
a nationality, a nation of people. Because those other terms don't have a classification. It doesn't have, I mean, um, representation in the government in the eyes of any laws, right? So being a more or being a Moorish American brings us back to that ancient people, to an original people. Because if we look at the form FS-181, the government document, it shows everybody is connected to an original people, except for the Black or African-American. So that's what our nationality does. It brings us back to an original people so that we are now once again citizens, right? Because when we're using those terms, Negro, Black colors, we're not citizens, right? And then Muslim, Muslim, it's all the same thing. It's just like the brother said, someone who su submits to a lot or, you know, peace within. So when you tell somebody that you're a Muslim or a Moorish American, if they know anything, they will treat you a different kind of way than if you told them that you were Black or African American, because it's put you in a whole different ball game. Because being a Moorish American, okay, if they know, which a lot of people know, if they know, they will know that you have morals, tradition, culture, you know, you're tied into an original people. But if you black, African-American, colored, all that stuff, what, what do, the, what, what do the, the average person think of a black person? Can't be trusted. The average person think that they can just come up to us and ask us for drugs. Because, like, especially, right. you know, I know, like, when all younger people, they Criminal, see it, they right? think, oh, he know where to get it if he don't got it. And so that's not a good thing because they figure we're down for whatever. Right. And so we have to get away from that. You know, it's not cool to be associated with that. That was a backhanded compliment for them to look at you and just assume you can, you got the dirt. You know, you dirty, you grimy. Like, that's not good. That's despicable. That's how lowly they think of us. That's why in the beginning with this thing they called the Negro Project, they actually set it up where all the abortion clinics were going to be in our neighborhood. And they got the Negro preachers to sign on with it. They signed on with it. And so um, to answer your question, though, Muslim means um, in Arabic, it means submitter. Submitting to what? The will of Allah. The higher self. It's very simple. I mean, it's not may not be easy to do for everybody, but it's very simple. And it's actually in alignment with our nature anyway. It's what we really want to do, at least most of us. You know, most of us don't want to be out here harming and, you know, doing all this bad, terrible stuff. So it's in our nature. I was just wondering because, you know, um, the you know, he was, Elijah Muhammad was, making it seem as if Muslim is the correct terminology uh, when it comes to our nationality. Islam. And, and so, um, and you know, he, uh, it seems like he was saying that can't be left out of it. 
you know? Like, because the people that he's dealing with is our, you know, is our people. And they're calling themselves at that time, they were still using Negro and colored. And they were starting to use black. They didn't, in the 60s, they kind of still saw black as an insult. But people like James Brown making songs that, you know, people started to see it as a, a, a new mark for themselves, a new nickname. But they were using Negro and colored. And he's trying to... um he was trying to get the people out of that mentality, right? And to also get them out of Christianity. So he's pushing that. And, um, you know, I understand because at the end of the day, I mean, there's some people who know they're more, they're not trying to get with any religion. I get why they would feel like that. But it's the same time, it's like, you don't really understand how this works. You don't really know what a Muslim is. You know, Muslim, Muslim, whatever people want to say, um, while we're not knocking anyone else how they practice Islam, we know that one was raised from amongst us who understood what we are going through. And that's why we don't have all these rituals and things to do that make it harder for us. Because that's not what we need to do to get out of the cares of the world and onto the solid rock of salvation. We don't need to do all of these elaborate rituals and things that some other people do in the world. Right. So Islam for us is getting to the source realizing we have a lower self, understanding it, recognizing it, so that when these thoughts come up, we can subdue subdue them. The more you subdue your lower self, the more your higher self comes through. All right, we actually have 12 steps, a 12-step ladder. As we attain each step, we further subdue the the lower self. If you really are on this journey, you can unveil a lot within you totally and fully. And if one of us do it, then more of us going to do it. That's how it works. When Usain broke, Bolt broke this record, right? Who knows how long his record is going to stand because his own countrymen, the other Jamaicans, they might break it. So this is the path that we're on. And so this is Islam for us. It's simple. It's returning to, 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 to our ancient ways, being our higher self and how we think, act, and um, also how, how we treat each other. And like, it's, you know, it's that simple. And in, in doing this, of course, we'll be successful. And also we're not vulnerable. So people can't get over on us anymore. We have our own ways. We're not looking to anyone else for validation because we have our own. Right, we have divine instructions from Allah. And that's at the end of the day, that's what we needed. We didn't need to have to go through anyone else who doesn't have our best interests at heart. Islam, and I, you know, I can't, I don't, I don't have anything negative to say about the honorable Elijah Muhammad or anyone else. I don't know why. You know, they didn't tell the people about the Moorish, um, their Moorish nationality. I don't know. You know, they may have had hardships that they were dealing with. Maybe the people weren't ready. I have no idea. You know, so I wouldn't even speak to that. But um, I think he was right. He let our people know they're Asiatic and that we're Muslims by nature. Islam. Islam. Also, I would like to um, know where where you where we. We are shop for the feds or just buy them off the line or or 
the turpins, like how does that oh yeah, and the difference between not, not really the difference between them like do do men wear turbans as well? Because I mean uh but yeah, and where y'all get I guess the where the clothings. clothings. Islam. All right, yeah, I can send you an email with links. Um, like our brother uh David Sell actually produces turbans. Um, yeah, men um wear turbans or the fez, and women wear turbans. And women, um, when they wear the turbans, they can put the this uh Moorish American pin. We all we all have these pins, they can put the pin on their turban, like where their third eye would be a little higher, like in the middle of their forehead. But men in general don't. We just wear the turban. Or the fez, the plain red fez. And um, yeah, I can send you links. Uh, we're actually starting to produce our own fezes. So um, if you want to get one now, you want to wait, I'll, I'll send you the links regardless. Islam, I definitely would love the link for that. All right. Islam. Um, any more questions or does anyone else have any questions? All right. I want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to send you some information too. So that, you know, when you're ready to join, proclaim your nationality, you'll have everything. I'll send you that email out this week. Um, let's go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Please rise and face the east for the closing prayer. You do not need to repeat after me. We stand with our heels together, feet at a 45-degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. Allah. Bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love, Moors. This meeting is now adjourned. Islam, peace and love. Enjoy your week, Muslims.